You tuned in to Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Network. I'm your host, your man JT Live, right here on the Hottest Sports Show on the net and your source for social media sports. On today's show, we are talking about the impact of homosexuality on sports today. And in particular, I'm going to focus in on Michael Sams, the uh, young man that was drafted out of the University of Missouri, football player, drafted in the NFL, first openly gay player to be drafted in the NFL. We'll also talk about Jason Collins, the NBA player, and a few other athletes that are on the docket. If you want to follow our show, you can follow us on Twitter at Rank Top 5 Sports. You can also like our Facebook page, Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Network. Make sure you get up with us, man, and uh, let us know what you feel about the show. Of course, we can be heard here every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. This Friday, we'll be having our college football preview show with Coach and Player Magazine, so you want to make sure that you check us out. On Thursday night, we have our live and uncut JT Live podcast, Raw and Uncut, so you want to make sure you get that. JT talks about sports, entertainment, music, news, and everything that you want to hear on today's topics. Tomorrow is going to be a really interesting topic because I'll be discussing love and hip-hop, <laughs> that show that comes on VH1, so we'll be discussing that as well. But on today's show, I just I really want to go in and talk about um, the homosexuality in sports. And it's interesting to me because, you know, I, I just go back to the times when I played football, played high school, college football, and, you know, you never really thought about openly gay players, um, you know, in a locker room or gay players, I should say in a locker room. I mean, it was almost unheard of. It was taboo. Now you might've assumed or maybe joked about guys being gay, but you never really knew right off the bat who was gay, who was not because most of the guys in showers, they took showers and everybody was naked. I mean, that was no, you know, that was no new concept. You had guys who went in there and everybody pretty much, you know, you looked at your shower here, you didn't pay attention to anything else and you washed up or you might have talked trash or whatever the case. But you never looked down. You never looked at another guy's rear end. OK, um, but you never thought about another guy, you know, being, you know, gay or, you know, outside of just joking about it. Well, we know now we live in a society which, you know, um, freedom of expression, you know, people are really saying and feeling what it is that they want, whether it be bad or whether it be good or whether it be, you know, who, whoever you are as a person. Um, but a lot of that is coming out now. And, and I want to talk about Michael Sam's in particular, because there was an article written by Kate Fagan uh, for ESPN magazine on uh, on. Uh, and I, I saw it posted on ABC News uh, Network yesterday, April, April 25th. And. It says Michael Sams needed to put more focus on football to succeed on the field. And, you know, the funny thing about this is when I, I read this article and it's coming from ESPN. And so I found it interesting because when Michael Sam was drafted, uh, he was on television. He was drafted in the seventh round by the St. Louis Rams. And when he came on television, you saw Michael Sam's kissing his boyfriend at the time. And so for people who weren't used to seeing that, it seemed it looked like it was a little sensationalism. I'll just be honest with you and say that some people thought it was a bit too much. Uh, people had their views and opinions on it. But, you know, ESPN, 
And a lot of the other major media outlets ran with this situation when it was found out that Michael Sams was gay and when he came out publicly. And so as I read through the article, if you get a chance, you guys look through Kate Fagan um, for uh, ABC News or ESPN is what she wrote the article for. But when Michael Sams came out, I wasn't shocked. I was more so just a little surprised that he would actually come out knowing football and football culture and how it is and how it's, it's such a, a, a masculine oriented sport and that, you know, knowing how, you know, you had owners in the NFL who didn't even want to hire black qualified African-American and Hispanic coaches. And so let alone you have a, a player who was openly gay on your team, it seemed to be it's taboo. And so he was drafted by the St. Louis Rams who was stocked at the defensive end position. Let's just put it out there. They were stocked at that position. So why didn't he get drafted by a team that had that particular need? Well, you know, some people will say, well, he did, he did horrible at the combines. He had horrible combine numbers. He didn't run a 40 well. And you know what? To me, that's an excuse that people use because guess what? There are plenty of guys who, you know, have, haven't had, you know, super work, workout warrior type numbers at the combine, but then got to the NFL and they busted. I mean, I'm sorry, that have done well, I should say. And there are guys that have had superior numbers that have busted in the NFL. So that's not always a measurement uh, of how well a guy would do in the NFL. You usually look at his play on the field. Michael Sam was the 2013 co-defensive player of the year in the SEC. The SEC is supposed to be the toughest conference in America in college football. Well, in looking at that and examining that particular situation, uh, you know, he gets drafted by the St. Louis Rams that are loaded at the defensive end position. So what was his chances of really making that team? And was that something that the NFL and its owners decided to do on purpose? So they could appease that particular community because let's keep it real. We know gay people watch football. They watch football. So was it a situation in which they were trying to appease the public, appease the ESPNs of the world, the media outlets who in, in retrospect, I mean, they built Michael Sam up. They exploited, you know, all of his things, all of his you know, when he came out with this particular situation and I, I don't know who was advising him, but as you look back on it, you know, Oprah wanted to do a reality show with him. Uh, you know, he turned that down because he wanted to focus in on football. Supposedly he was on ESPN. He was on every sports outlet that you can think of. And then he had to make the team. And I, for one, never thought Michael Sands would make the team. Not even the practice squad. Now, Dallas ended up signing him after he got cut from the St. Louis Rams. Dallas ended up signing him. But let's just, let's just be real with this. Dallas wasn't going to keep him on the team. That was just a stopgap. And then they released him. I think he lasted like a week afterwards. And they released him from the team. So what was the motive behind this? Why did Michael Sams come out? He was at the University of Missouri. And I'm shocked. That those players at Missouri didn't allow that to get out because they knew the summer before Michael Sam's senior season, they knew that Michael Sam's was gay because he came out to his team.
But nobody said anything. The coach knew he was gay. Nobody said a word until it was time for the draft. So I, in my estimation, I'm thinking, well, is it a situation where Michael Sam wants to come out and say he's gay before somebody else does? And did that hinder his chance of making an NFL team by coming out? But did he jump the gun? Maybe. Some people will say, well, you know, if you're gay, you should come out and say you're gay and nobody should. That, that's your pariah. You know, that's what you should do. You should be yourself and be free. Be who you are. I understand that. And I, I agree with that. Whoever you are, you should be whoever you are. But then he didn't make the team. And I think in large part, it had to do with him being gay. And I think everything else, his 40 time at the combine, all his jumps. And now reading the ESPN uh, magazine is saying that Michael Sams didn't focus enough on football and all the other outside variables. The TV interviews. The LBGT community uh, coming at him, asking for interviews and things of that matter hindered him making a team which I think is utterly ridiculous because guess what all athletes have that opportunity to do interviews they get interviewed the whole nine yards they do all types of things you make that choice whether you don't want to do it or not and Michael Sands was high profile because of coming out now did that backfire on him I don't know because now we're seeing let's fast forward to today, now we're seeing some of the things that have happened with Michael Sams. We're seeing that he, he, of course, he got cut out from the NFL. He went on to do the ABC Dancing with the Stars. Again, this is ESPN. This is the Disney Network. So now he's doing with Dancing with the Stars. So that's another money grab exploitation piece on, on part of ESPN. You had him drafted. On television, kissing his boyfriend, which we know how America would look at that and how they would view that. And then you put him on Dancing with the Stars. We saw that crash and burn for him. Then he decided to go and play for the Montreal Alouettes up in Canada. And then news came out that him and his significant other, his boyfriend, they broke up. They had problems. So now... You have a whole different issue. You got a whole different set of things going on with Michael Sams. Play one game in Montreal and he end up leaving the team for personal reasons, mental health issues. Now, to me, that's tremendous. That's tremendous because his story. And I think he got blackballed. All based on those things. I think it was just a setup from the very beginning. All those things, not, you know, being drafted by the St. Louis Rams, you know, uh, not making that team, getting cut, you know, go, joining dancing with the stars, not being successful there. This young man wasn't mentally ready for the firestorm when he came out. And I truly believe he got some bad advice. I believe his agent gave him that advice to try to circumvent all the stuff that was going to come out anyway. Because had Michael Sam never come out, but some people known about him being gay, he probably would have never got all the stuff that he got now. He would have never gotten all those interviews from people. He would have never gotten all the things that you see. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he made some money. I'm sure he made some monetary money. I mean, some monetary money, of course. Monetary is money. But I'm sure he made some money. 
So how does that affect the gay community? If somebody else gay wants to come out, you they're going to say, no, I'm not coming out. Now you're going to never hear about gay, gay players and, and people coming out, especially in men-oriented sports. You're not going to hear about it at all. Because they're going to look at Michael Sam as an example and say, you know what? I don't want to go through that. I want to get my money, get paid. And after I retire, then I'll come out and say I'm gay. Then I'll come out and say, you know what? And and let's just keep this real. There isn't an openly gay player, never been an openly gay player in the NFL. Never been because Michael Sams didn't make a team. So at this particular moment, the NFL does not have that on their jacket as having gay players in the NFL because a guy did not make it. And I believe that stumbling blocks and fences were placed in his way. So, you know, Jason Collins, and, and I'll talk about him briefly, but, you know, he made a splash, but he was towards the end of his career. He'd already made some money. But now, here's the thing that you hear from some people, and this is the, the average fan out there talking. Why do we need to hear about Michael Sam's, uh, you know, gay and, and his, life, his sexual lifestyle? Why do we need to know about that? And, and you know what? I agree about that. I, I don't necessarily need to know about your sexual preference. I don't need to know that. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know what you do sexually in your bedroom. That's not how I, you know, that's that's just not what I want to know. Even for, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, other heterosexual males and females, you know, who wants to know what you do behind closed doors? That's your personal business. And, People seem to harp on that when dismissing him. You know, hey, we don't need to know what we don't want to know uh, what you do in the bedroom. Leave. Keep that to yourself. But everybody really did want to know, especially when he came out with it. Guys in the locker rooms are fearing, hey, man, I don't want this guy in the locker room. You know, he's going to be looking at me and, you know, he, he might be attractive. I, You know, I, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I, I wonder if male reporters are able to go into female locker rooms. This is a this is a hypothetical that I'm asking. Can male reporters go into female locker rooms when they're undressing? I don't think so. We know females can come into male locker rooms when men are, are naked. I've been in locker rooms where guys are full bird and female reporters are walking around. And I'm amazed that the female reporters aren't looking. But, you know, I, I guess. Uh, you know, that's just the, the subconscious mind that you had that you think that, you know, being naked is such a bad thing. But reporters are in the locker room interviewing people, ladies, and you're like, man, this seems kind of weird. Women doctors are in male's locker room. Yeah, that seemed kind of strange, you would think. But this Michael Sam situation, I think, just totally got out of hand. And now ESPN is saying he didn't focus enough. He didn't focus enough on football. And that's why he's not in the league, which I think is ridiculous. I think it's a cop out. I think it was a black ball. No pun intended. It's your man JT Live right here on the Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. We're talking about the impact of homosexuality in sports. And I want to bring up this topic. A lot of people, it was a controversial topic. And, and people are saying, oh, you know, we, we really don't need to, we don't want, need to discuss it, talk about it, it's over with, things like that. But you know what? This is a part of society that we have to deal with. People are gay. And I, I, me personally, and, and I'll say it, 
you know, and I think Chris Boussard took a lot of heat because of his religious views. I'm in that same realm. I don't agree with it, but I'm not going to discriminate or treat another human being bad because they're gay or they're lesbian. That's wrong because you should love people, period. I'm not going to sit up here and be like, oh, you know, I'm not gay bash. I just like, you know, gay people. I just don't agree with it. And I have that right to feel that way. Because I am a human being myself. I have a right to feel the way I feel about things without being persecuted by others for the way I view things. And I think that's fair. That's fair because we all have issues that we agree with and that we don't agree with. And that at times people need to just let people be who they are. Yeah, if somebody's gay, of course. We we know people who are, are gay and lesbian. They're great people. Fine. No problem with it. I just don't agree with the lifestyle. And that's my personal belief. But we do have to live with all sorts of people in this world. We have to live with black people. We have to live with white people, Asian, the whole nine yards. We have to learn how to get along with one another because this is where we are right now. And so whatever this society deems necessary in order for us to survive, then we need to do that because it, it, it is it is what it is. This is the place in which we live. Ain't nothing we could do about it. But I don't think people should force their views on me. Uh, They just shouldn't. We live in a country where there's free will. There's freedom of thought. Supposedly anyway. And so I don't think people should impose those things on on, on how people view things. And and, and just talking talking about Michael Sam... Um, the same could be said for Jason Collins, who came out in the NBA. Now, Jason Collins waited some years uh, before he came out, and he was near the end of his career. And I, I'll just say this. The only problem I have with Jason Collins, and he was engaged to a young lady. Okay. Now, if you're engaged to a young lady, and all, these, all this time you know that you're gay, I mean, I think you should kind of let that person be, okay? And I know some people who are gay or lesbian or whoever are going to say, well, JT, you know, it's a hard thing to do and, you know, it happens, this, that, the other. But guess what? You can't be selfish in this situation. You have to think about other people as well because other people are vested in you. And Jason Collins was engaged. I think he was engaged for like at least over five, close to 10 years to a young lady. And so where does she fit into this? Where's her feelings about this? And this is the real this is the real deal when we're talking about, you know, human behavior. Here's somebody you're, you're not the only person affected by your decisions or, the, or what your lifestyle is. Somebody else is affected as well. And so Jason Collins came out. I really, truly don't. You know, it didn't really have that huge of an impact. Let's say if it was like a LeBron James who all of a sudden came out and said he was gay. I mean, it would be a, a total flip and people would be like, man, this is crazy. You know, this LeBron is gay. Wow. That's, you know, it would be breaking news. Shocking. You know, but um, that's how, you know, this world functions. And so Jason came out. This was a couple of years ago and it really didn't have that huge of an impact. I mean, he, he, he got some attention, but then it faded away. There was just a baseball player um, in the minor leagues, David Denson, who came out and said he was openly gay. And and I'm I'm just wondering, will he get an opportunity to join the major leagues? He may never get a chance now. 
If that was his ultimate goal and dream was to play Major League Baseball, he may never see it because of him coming out. So I'm wondering if I know that you should be who you want to be, but is it worth it at that particular time to come out with it? Because, you know, discrimination is live and well. It's in full effect. So I often wonder about it when people make those decisions. But let's go back and let's look at history. I mean, you've had your athletes who've been gay and that have come out. Uh, you know, the Billie Jean Kings of the world, the Greg Luganises. Uh, you know, you've you've had some people who've come out that that have been you know openly gay for the longest. And it's funny because guys, we are you know when it comes down to being gay, of course that's taboo for a lot of men. But it's okay for women to be lesbian for a lot of men because of our sexual. Uh, you know, deviant train of thought in our minds. You know, I know that's kind of, you know, people probably say, man, we sexual deviants. Well, yeah, a lot of men are sexual deviants. Let's just be real about that. They're sexual deviants. So they would rather watch two women because it looks sexy to them having sex together as opposed to two men. Men, a lot of men who are quote unquote heterosexuals, they don't want to see that. They'd rather watch two women at any time. I mean, that's just that's just the nature of the beast. Well, you have women who have been openly gay in basketball for the longest. It's been that's that's almost been expected to be the norm, even even if there's some some uh, female basketball players who are not gay. Who are not lesbian, I should say. It's always been that and nobody seems to have an issue with that. Nobody seems to have an issue with women, you know, same women of the same sex, except maybe some women who are, you know, straight. They don't want to deal with that. But women have done that for the longest. Look at what happened with Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner said she was gay from the start. I'm gay. I'm lesbian. That's who I am. The Billie Jean Kings of the world. Cheryl Swoops, WNBA star, legend. I mean, that shocked me because she was married to a man. And then she came out lesbian. I, you know, it shocked the world at that particular time. I mean, women have been really, truly women have been at the forefront of the, you know, the lesbian gay movement as far as when they come out. I, I Come on, let's just be real. And maybe it's more acceptable. Maybe it's more acceptable to a certain population because of the thought process of man. Maybe. But let's look at that. All these women, they've come out, they've been, you know, they've been gay and lesbian and, and they've spoken, you know, they don't, they don't have any problems with it. Their community seems to be a little bit more accepted of it. And, and women sometimes seems to seem to be a little bit more accepting of that behavior or that lifestyle. Shouldn't say behavior, should say lifestyle. It's your man JT Live right here on the Rank Top 5 Sports Talking Right where you can follow us. On Twitter at Rank Top Five Sports. You can also like our Facebook page, Rank Top Five Sports Talk Network. This Friday, make sure you check us out. We got Coach and Player Magazine. Writer Chris Franklin will be in the building talking about top 25 in college football. College football is right around the corner. I can't wait till football season starts. Always the most exciting time of the year to see the pigskin up in the air and thrown around. Also, Make sure you check out the JT Live podcast, Raw and Uncut. Y'all know how I do it 
Thursday night, if you can get a chance to listen to last week's, get a chance. It's kind of PG-13, man. I, I really got it in on there. So, you know, you don't want your kids around while you're listening to this. I tell you, hard-hitting topics of sports, entertainment, race, politics, music, you name it. We get it in right there. We don't really pull any punches because we we need to, as a society, we really need to be more open and honest Um and have an outlet in which we can express our views. We really do. Because I'm feeling like this. And I know some people are. And this is why Donald Trump is actually winning in the polls right now. Because he's saying things that a certain population of America wants to say. But they can't say it. He's just saying it. He don't care. He's got his money. He's got his houses and homes and businesses. Donald Trump could care less what people think. But I created the show. The JT Live Podcast. Uh, raw and uncut so that people could actually uh, have those views and and, and be able to talk and feel a certain kind of way about things without being inhibited. Um, You can check it out on demand's JT lab podcast. We did NWA. We talked about the police brutality in America. Uh, We talked about black lives should matter to black people. We talked about all sorts of things on that podcast. So make sure you get a chance to check it out. And on Mondays, make sure you check out our Monday morning quarterback show. Um, we get it in every Monday. We talk about the weekend reviews of the NFL and the top performances by quarterbacks, receivers, pretty much our fantasy football um, top performances of the week. So make sure you get with us on that as well. Today's show, of course, we're talking about the impact of homosexuality on sports. And, you know, there's so many different uh, ways this, this could go. I just don't think right now that America is prepared I don't think they're prepared to have openly gay athletes, you know, out in the open uh, playing because we have this stigma of masculinity. We want to live in this country in which, you know, this is macho and and we need to have it. And and, at some point, you know, that's okay for some people. But when you look at the Michael Sams and and how that crashed and burned on him and it, it really went south and. I don't believe the NFL wants to even see a gay and lesbian gay player in the NFL. Not right now. Not unless that ownership and, and that whole mentality changes over to where, because that's important to the NFL brand. NFL is a big brand. And to have openly players come out, because there are players on team that's gay. You can't believe that. There are players in football locker rooms that are gay, but they're not going to say a word. They're not going to say a word. There are guys in the NBA that are gay, but they're not going to say a word. Baseball players, Major League Baseball players that are gay, they're not going to say a word because they know if they say something, they know that their careers are finished. And yeah, you're going to have some people who are going to support them and people are going to come out openly and support them. But a lot of people, uh, you know, and those are going to be the politically correct people. A lot of people are going to be politically incorrect in their mind. They're going to be like, man, we ain't trying to hear this. We ain't trying to hear this. And the public is not ready for it. You know how brutal fans can be? I mean, let's go back to Jackie Robinson West. And, and don't get me wrong. And I had to explain this to somebody. The gay movement, gay and lesbian movement is a movement of its own. It's a separate movement and it should be a separate movement from the civil rights uh, movement. And I'm going to say this and people may not, they may not like it, but so be it. Civil rights movement. We know there are African-American people, black people. Okay. Now 
The one significant thing about this is if I'm a gay man and I'm white, I could always, you would never know I was gay unless I came out and said it. But as a black man, I'm black. So you can always discriminate against me based on color, period. You can always look at me and say, hey, that's a black man. I don't want him to work here. I'm not going to hire him. If that's a gay man, I wouldn't know he was gay unless he said something. So that movement is separate from civil rights. And I don't want to get those two intertwined because that could you could easily you could easily move remove yourself away from the civil rights movement and just be gay and nobody would know you were gay, especially if you were white or black, unless you came out and said it. So I want to make sure that those two are separated because sometimes we get those those are two different struggles. Yeah, of course you want human rights because you don't want people to treat to treat you bad. But let's separate those movements because if we decided if people said, "Well, I'm going to kill all all white gay people," well, I don't think there'd be any uh, white gay people around. I think they would they would say, "Hey, I'm straight and infiltrate," and and I mean that's just how it would be. Human nature would take over. Self-preservation would take over. I have to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm still living. So let's separate those issues in that manner uh, when we're talking about race, because civil rights, we know that that was something totally different, and we couldn't hide nowhere. We couldn't do that as African American people. So I, I just wanted to put that out there. But um, you know, the American public is not particularly ready for it. You uh, and I'm sure when when Michael Sam was playing, I'm sure people made all kind of comments when he was out there doing preseason. I'm sure people made all kind of comments because fans are brutal. I know Jason Collins took a lot of of criticism. I know he did. I know he did. But let's check this though, and this is interesting because Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Former uh, Detroit Pistons and Chicago Bulls, San Antonio Spurs, Los Angeles Lakers, great NBA rebounder. He was he was bisexual, and nobody seemed to say anything because Dennis had this look like he was a freak. The hair, the makeup, went around and dressed. He was cross dressing. People didn't have they, they looked at it as entertainment, but Dennis was actually in that lifestyle. And that was in the 90s. But people kind of, you know, they kind of brushed that as, you know, but Dennis really did bring it out back then. He did. <laughs> you know, that, that that sort of lifestyle where, you know, it went, but, but uh, you know, hey, that being said, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And so I, I just wanted to hit on that topic today because I thought that that was really important. And then there's some other topics that I want to hit on as well. Uh, besides the, the the impact of of homosexuality on, on sports, because there's a lot of stuff going on in the sports world, um, you know, that people really need to to kind of you know take a look at. I I, I did a podcast earlier um, talking about on the Monday Morning Quarterback. We were talking about Chris Carter and his comments that he made uh, in a rookie symposium, and I didn't know that a rookie symposium was recorded. Why would a rookie symposium in the NFL be recorded? Because to me, those sort of, uh, uh, you know, hard hitting, frank talking kind of conversation pieces should never be recorded. You should always not record those because people don't need to see those. They don't need to see it. Chris Carter gave some, some, uh, what I thought again was reckless information. 
He did. He said some stuff that was reckless. But was it the truth? Have, are are those situations where you have a fall guy, where you have a guy who takes the blame for you if you're a high profile athlete and you know if it's a gun in the car, it's your gun, dude. It's not mine. We know that happens because we know the significance of you know that person. You know they they want to get that money and and, and they want to make sure that they. Uh, you know, maintain that lifestyle instead of going to jail and get that all cut off. We saw that happen with Michael Vick. Michael Vick was supposed to have fall guys when he did the dog fighting scam, but we saw what happened with that. His guys turned on him. And so Michael Vick ended up losing millions and millions of dollars. He lost like close to a hundred million dollars. Bankruptcy the whole nine yards. So he lost big money after that. Had to spend almost two years in prison, federal prison for dog fighting. So you know, sometimes I think certain conversations should be kept indoors. I don't agree with what Chris Carter said. I, I just thought that the comment was reckless, although it's a reality. I thought it was reckless, period. It was a reckless comment. It's, it's no way around that. I can't justify that comment. But I do understand it. I do know where it has its roots and its origins in. That those are things that's just, those are things that just happens. So, you know, as you move for that... Speaking of Michael Vick, Michael Vick has signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's, you know, Michael Vick has a chance to get a Super Bowl. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be a very good football team. Everybody has the Patriots penciled in, but Michael Vick is going to do some damage. Well, on the bench as a backup. But if he has to play, I think he's a he, I think he's a formidable backup for Ben Roethlisberger. Now, it's funny to me because they were somebody started a petition, okay? To get Michael Vick out from the Pittsburgh Steelers, get him out of the, you know, get him released from the Steelers because of his dog fighting issue. And let me just say this to you Michael Vick has paid his debt to society. Leave him be. Please leave him be. The man has paid his debt. The man has done more for animal rights than most people who are out there starting a petition. Michael Vick is taking care of his business. But some people, you know, they're still hung up. People want to constantly make you pay for things that you did before, after you paid a price. I don't think anybody's giving up $100 million. Nobody. I know people, and I've said this on, on my uh, JT Line Monday Morning Quarterback Show, that I know people who abuse animals and all they've gotten is a citation. They've gotten fines. Small, minute fines. No jail time at all. Michael Vick was running a gambling ring, which is probably illegal, which is probably aided to why he ended up he ended up going to uh, the jail. But make no mistake about it. The man paid his debt to society and he's still putting in work and doing positive things. Help some people, you know, stay relevant and, 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 and you know, in, in the game. So big shots to Michael Vick. He should be on somebody's team anyway. He should be a backup. Come on, man. Anytime Matt Flynn. It's still in the NFL. Rex Grossman just signed a contract in the NFL. Anytime those guys are still around, you can't tell me that Michael Vick can't still be around. You done lost your mind. Tavares Jackson is still around. Come on, man. You mean to tell me Michael Vick can't be a backup? Ryan Mallett is still around. You mean to tell me Michael Vick can't be a backup? I choose to differ with you on that, man. I choose to differ with anybody that has anything crazy like that to say. No way in the world that Michael Vick should be sitting at home. He would have been on somebody's team a long time ago. Long time ago. Jason Campbell was a backup 
I mean, come on. Josh McCown's backup. He's going to be a backup to Johnny Manziel in a little bit. Come on. Let's just be real. Backups mean just that, backups. And so, you know, when, when I look at certain things, you know, I always ask myself these questions. Some of this stuff, there's a lot of hypocrisy in some of the things that I see. There's a lot. And I'm not just pulling out the race card because people say, oh, JT, you like to pull out the race card? Well, hell, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. But, you know, sometimes that card needs to be pulled out so that people will have an understanding of what's going on. Because we tend to look at things from our point of view all the time. And we forget that there's a whole world out here that thinks a certain kind of way. Because, you know, and, and we need to get to know what other people think. That's the whole purpose of doing these podcasts and having people out here talk, man. People need to hear what's going on. They need to know. We talked about the whole, you know, homosexual thing in sports, you know, and it's going to be interesting how that moves forward in the future. Right now, I just don't think society as a whole is really ready for it. I don't think NFL owners are truly ready for it. They're just not. I don't think NBA owners are truly ready for it. They're just not. Not all of those. You know, if you have some that's gay, they might be more acceptable of it. But team players, you know, I just don't think guys are truly really ready for that. So I just wanted to put that out there today um, on a podcast. And I, and I wanted to uh, just have people just just invoke thought in what in people's minds. Because, you know, we sit around a lot of times, man, and we... Uh, we interge- we ingest garbage into our system. We do, but rarely do we have that thought of mind to really kind of process and, and, and talk about what's going on out here in society and, and really look deeper into what's going on here. Like I said, ESPN, you know, they, they're the mothership of sports for right now, and you know they were building they were building up Michael Sam. They were all media, you know, hey, it was it was Michael Sam left right left right left right. Now it's Michael Sam's in focus enough. On football, Michael Sam was doing all these other outside stuff. Michael Sam wasn't paying attention to what was going on. Michael Sam didn't, didn't, you know, didn't do all the stuff he was supposed to. Didn't now they ripping him apart. Now he's got mental health issues. Now he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for the the, the storm that that hit him. And so I always say this: the media builds you up. They'll make they'll put you on a throne, boy. But then as soon as something happens, as soon as a crack happens, let's look at Tiger Woods. We saw what happened with Tiger. Tiger was, boy, Tiger's image was squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. Tiger found out Tiger had affairs with, with, with strippers and porn stars all over the world. Boy, shh, they, dropped, they dropped Tiger like a bad habit. Tiger was the worst scumbag, this, that, the other. Tiger was this, that, the other. He was a cheater, got beat up by his wife the whole nine yards. Tiger was just a mess. Tiger Woods hasn't been the same since. It's the mental part of it, man, that we really have to get a hold of. Tiger Woods hasn't been the same and probably won't be. I got news flash for those people who think Tiger is going to be that guy again. It's over with. It's like a movie star. You know, it's like your favorite movie star. I always like, you know, Will Smith doing his movies early on. He's making great movies. Denzel Washington making great movies early on. And then, you know, as years pass, now they're making these movies. Like, man, why did... Why did Denzel make that movie? Why did Will Smith play in that movie? It really didn't make sense. And then you, you wait for him to come back to make the next great movie. And it just never really happens. It's the same thing with Tiger Woods. He was great at one point. At his peak. At the apex of his career. He was great. 
Now Tiger is it's just it's just Tiger now. He's just a regular player. He's never gonna get that back. Plus with injuries, and I mean he's been doing it for so long, but he, the mental block is what's keeping him away now. That focus is gone. That razor sharp, uh, you know, uh, invincible mentality is over with because he knows he's vulnerable now. He knows he's vulnerable. So I just want to throw that out there for people today. And uh, that's something for you to think about. Make sure you, if you, you're listening in on blogtalkradio.com, you listen to our show, follow our show, get all our updates. So when our show is going to air, you can always listen to our show on demand. For those who are listening uh, to our show today, I want to thank you for, for tuning in to um, our uh, Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. I'm your host again, JT Live. We appreciate you. Make sure you check out JT Live's podcast tomorrow raw and uncut you don't want to have the kids around while you listen to this podcast so i'm just going to let you know that and then on friday show we're having um chris franklin from coaching player magazine he'll be talking college football baby we're getting our college football in uh this week so i can't wait football season is here it's right up upon us and um you know you guys have a have a wonderful day you know, make sure you follow. You want to tweet me, man. Tweet me at Rank Top Five Sports. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think about the show. Uh, you know, keep it real, man. Let me have it. I don't mind. See, I, I don't believe in cyberbullying. I mean, I know people do it. People feel a certain kind of way. But you're talking to me on the internet, man. It, I mean, how you got a lot of internet tough people out there. It's a lot of internet tough people. I mean, man, come on. Let's just be real. You, internet, you talking to me on the internet, I'm going to come back at your head. If I feel it's necessary, I might ignore you if I, I just think you're stupid. But hey, again, you guys, make sure you check out our show, the, um, the JT Lab podcast, Raw and Uncut, tomorrow at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. You guys have a wonderful day, and I see you when I see you. Peace.